Um, in keeping with uh, our own tradition and, and, and practice, I will now bow to, to my right and bow to my left. Uh, and, and having uh, done so, request delegates to observe a moment of silence for prayer or meditation. Thank you very much. On um, the delegates, before we, we proceed, uh, I would like to remind delegates that the rules and the process apply for all uh, virtual sitting. And I'd also like to remind delegates of the following, that the virtual sitting constitutes a sitting of the National Council of Provinces, that the place of the sitting is deemed to, to be Cape Town, where the seat of the National Council of Provinces is, that delegates in the virtual sitting enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in a sitting of the National Council of Provinces. That for the purpose of, of the quorum, all delegates who are locked on to the virtual platform shall be considered present. That delegates must always switch on their, their videos. That delegates should ensure that the microphones on their gadgets are muted and must always remain muted. That the interpretation facility is active, that permanent delegates, members of the executive, special delegates, and SALGA representatives are requested to ensure that the interpretation facility on, the, on their gadgets are properly activated to facilitate access to the interpretation services. That any delegate who wishes to speak must use his or her own raise your hand function or icon. Honorable delegates have been informed that there'll be no notices of motions or motions without notice. Honorable delegates, I have received a request from the Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs to make a statement in terms of the rule of Rule 234 of the Rules of the National Council of Provinces. The statement is in respect of the intervention in terms of Section 101B in the affairs of the provincial government of Northwest. And pursuant to rule 2342, 
I have determined that the statement may, may not exceed 20, 20 minutes. I'm also advised that the delegate uh, from each pro provincial delegation and each party who wish, wishes to make comment on the on the executive statement, of course, will do do so. But in terms of sub rule two, three, four, five, such comments shall not exceed three minutes per province and per party. Before we proceed, I would like to welcome the Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, all the special delegates, and welcome all Salga representatives to the, the city. I now, therefore, at this point in time, call upon Honorable uh, Minister Jamini Zuma, Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, to proceed with the executive statement. Honorable Minister. I thank you very much, Chairperson. Let me just say that there is a storm where I am, so I hope it will not uh, interfere with my speaking. Chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, Honorable Amos Masondo, Deputy Chairperson for the NCOP, Chairperson and members of the Ad Hoc Committee on the Northwest Intervention, Mr. Tamsanga Dudovu, Honorable Members, Honorable Delegates, and officials and all members in the house. Thank you for the opportunity to address you today in my capacity as the convener of the interministerial task team for the Northwest province. I'm here to present the report on the intervention by the national executive in the Northwest province, as well as the decision to implement a phased exit of the intervention beginning on the 31st of March 2020. The National Executive invoked Section 101 of the Constitution in the Northwest, first for the Northwest Department of Health on the 25th of April 2018, and then for the province on the 9th of May 2018. This was in response to the instability that fueled social and labor unrest that was rapidly spreading throughout the province. Five provincial departments were subjected to intervention in terms of Section 101B, with administrators deployed to run the department on the authority of the national executive. The affected provincial departments are Office of the Premier, Department of Health, Department of Education, Department of Public Works and Roads, and Department of Community Safety and Transport Management. Five other provincial departments currently subject to intervention through directives issued in terms of Section 101A. These are the Provincial Treasury, Department of Social Development, Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, Department of Human Settlements, and Department of Agriculture and Rural Development. The intervention has now been in place just over four years. The findings of the Auditor General confirm that the provincial government is on a positive 
trajectory. And that IMTT is of the view that sufficient progress has been made in addressing the triggers of the intervention to warrant a phased withdrawal. This is done recognizing that the work to embed and sustain these gains is an ongoing process that will require continued oversight and support from both the legislative and executive arms of the state. The interministerial task team has therefore recommended to cabinet that the section 101B interventions in the various departments be lifted within the framework of a phased exit as recommended by the National Council of Provinces. This recommendation has been accepted by cabinet with the lifting of section 101B in provincial departments approved to proceed from the 31st of March, 2022 onwards, based on the achievements of specified results within a given department. These results are set out in the detailed plan in the progress report we have submitted to the NCOP. Ministerial directives in terms of section 118, together with the proactive monitoring approach, levering the district development model, will be used to address outstanding matters on areas where there is risk of reversal of gains. The intervention will therefore move to a phased exit from the 31st of March, 2022, with a closeout report, together with an examination of lessons learned and a post-intervention monitoring mechanism expected to be presented to the NCOP in July, 2020. I will now provide a summary of the achievements of the intervention. The intervention has successfully stabilized the province in terms of community and labor unrest. This has been sustained for the duration of the intervention, notwithstanding challenges within local governments, which continue to receive those attention from both national and provincial governments. A positive trajectory in terms of restoring governance and financial controls in the province has been sustained since the start of the intervention, as evidenced in the latest audit report 2020-2021 of the Auditor General of South Africa. With the AG noting continued positive trends that I quote here, in her latest assessment of the provincial government, while noting that basic preventative controls, and I quote here as well, basic preventative controls supported by strong accountability measures still require embedding and effective oversight. As the departmental at a departmental level, seven departments received unqualified audits including the office of the premier, which retained its unqualified status for a second year. The Northwest Department of Health achieved an unqualified audit, which was the first since at least 2016-2017. The Northwest Department of Education lost its unqualified status, but this was due to findings that related to historic matters preceding the intervention. The remaining departments under Section 101P, the Department of Community Safety and Transport Management and Public Works, 
and roads reduced their areas of qualification. When the intervention started, only four departments received unqualified audits. Both the provincial departments of cooperative government and traditional affairs, social development retained their unqualified status for a second year, while the newly formed Department of Human Settlements moved from a disclaimer to qualified. The intervention teams in the department under Section 101B have succeeded in dramatically reversing in-year irregular expenditure. The reduction achieved by the Department of Community Safety and Transport Management from 1.26 billion in 2019-2020 to 72 million in 2020-21 reflects successful efforts to address problematic contracts, particularly in learner transport and security. Cumulative irregular expenditure in the province remains stubbornly high, but is being addressed through a project led by National Treasury together with the provincial treasurer. Negative audit findings for several public entities in the province are an ongoing concern and must remain the focus of continued oversight and scrutiny. The intervention has made important gains in improving capacity for service delivery through filling executive and management vacancies, as well as lifting moratoria on hiring frontline and operational staff. Functions previously centralized in the Premier's office have been transferred back to their original departments, for an example, Northwest Department of Cooperation and Community Development Workers. Irregular, poor managed, and potentially corrupt outsourcing contracts have been terminated across departments and referrals have been made to law enforcement agencies. Service delivery improvement attributed to the work of the intervention teams include improvements in medicine availability in health facilities achieved through an intensive and ongoing efforts to address the myriad challenges that have crippled the provincial medicine supply system. 171 road projects have been implemented through provincial roads recovery plan. The road infrastructure projects have to date created over 18,000 job opportunities. Improved financial management and oversight of school infrastructure projects has been implemented, which is expected to result in improved infrastructure delivery. Nine provincial government officials, including two heads of department, have been dismissed following disciplinary processes initiated by the intervention teams. These cases related to financial misconduct and maladministration. A further 10 provincial government officials have been found guilty and sanctioned. With regard to criminal investigations and prosecution, 13 cases have been finalized. A further 17 cases are in court. Two cases are awaiting decision from the National Prosecuting Authority. 19 cases are under investigation by the Directorate of Priority Crime Investigation. A total of six high value matters have been referred to the AFU for investigation and to consider possible asset forfeiture recoveries. The AFU is currently awaiting decision to prosecute to 
commence asset recoveries. Investigations are currently being undertaken by the Special Investigation Unit in the Northwest and the six presidential proclamations. Areas that still require attention, five heads of department posts need filling as a result of disciplinary uh, processes and non-renewal of contracts. Recruitment for the post of head of Department for Cooperative Government and Traditional Affairs, Human Settlement, Public Works and Roads, Arts and Culture, Sports and Recreation, and Community Safety and Transport Management are a priority for ensuring a stable and capacitated provincial administration. Recruitment processes for these posts are underway. The slow conclusion of disciplinary processes initiated by the intervention teams has been a challenge. With processes having been dragged out by the accused and provincial human resource teams that the administration have had to rely on in many instances, lessons have been learned in this regard and measures to present similar occurrences in future interventions will be proposed as part of the closeout report. Criminal investigations, prosecution and assets recovery processes in a number of criminal fraud and corruption cases in the provinces are ongoing. As the IMTT, we have received regular reports from the law enforcement agencies and we have assisted to address capacity constraints in the national prosecuting authorities, serious crime, commercial crimes unit, and the asset forfeiture unit, both of which were severely under-resourced at the start of the intervention. Bringing high-profile matters such as the SA Express case to court is the priority to building confidence in the commitment of the state to addressing corruption in the province, funding for a fit for purpose organization structure in the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, the alignment of the budget address ongoing accruals in the Department of Health are also an outstanding priority. The plan for phased exit. The interministerial task team for the Northwest Province has developed an exit plan, which is shared with the NCOP as per its recommendation that the exit plan is shared before implementation. The plan is premised on a phased exit, whereby departments under direct administration will be migrated to on attainment of specific results, such as the filling of vacant heads of department posts. The responsible ministers will issue directives for matters that still need to be addressed, but do not require the presence of an administrator. A monitoring system is being developed, which will track the attainment of these results as well as monitoring to detect regression in the province. We will retain the presence of our coordinator in the province until they are Cabinet has approved the plan and directed that the report should be submitted to the National Council of Provinces in line with the NCOP's constitutional mandate to regularly review the intervention under Section 101B and make any appropriate recommendations to the national executive.
A phased exit will begin on the 31st of March 2022 with the withdrawal of administrators from those departments that are ready to be migrated from Section 101B. The process of migration, migrating all Section 101B departments to Section 101A is expected, is expected to be completed by the end of June this year. The IMTT will submit a close-out report to Cabinet and the NCOP at the end of this process. This final report will include a comprehensive account of the intervention, as well as an examination of lessons learned and a monitoring plan. The Department of Planning, Monitoring and Evaluation, together with the Office of the Premier, will be responsible for monitoring the province post-intervention using the monitoring plan developed as part of the exit phase. Cabinet will be kept appraised on progress and any reversals in the province that require the response of the national executive. The district development model will also provide an important mechanism to ensure continued monitoring oversight and unblocking challenges in the post-section 100 era. The following ministers and deputy ministers have been assigned as district champions to the province, Minister Kwede Mantashe in Bujanala district, Minister Yanda Lojo, Kenneth Kaunda, Minister Obapela, Motiri, Molema district, deputy minister, and deputy minister Njabulonzuz in Yes, uh, we will uh, try, try and get hold of the minister. Uh, minister, are not going through. Uh, uh, please try again. Uh, we'll also ask the table there to uh, be in touch uh, with what's happening and assist the minister where, where possible. The minister did indicate that uh, she may experience some difficulties uh, due to the bad weather in the area where she is. Okay. In any way, she was very close to concluding uh, her statement. Uh, so without any waste of time, we'll move on. Uh, to Honorable Mkiva in the Eastern Cape. Honorable Mkiva. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Good afternoon. I'll take the few minutes from the minister and add on my budget of time. Good afternoon, Chair, and good afternoon to the members uh, of this August House. Uh, we welcome the findings of the Auditor General that since Section 100 interventions began, on, the eight, on, on May 2018, the Northwest Provincial Government has developed on a positive trajectory and that the inter-ministerial team is of the view that sufficient progress 
has been made in addressing what triggered we welcome the phased withdrawal whilst recognizing that the work to embed and sustain these gains is an ongoing process that will require continued oversight and support from both the legislative and executive arms of the state. The intervention has resulted in strengthened financial management processes, improved audit outcomes, as well as responsiveness to opinions. These need to be welcomed by the National Council of Provinces. Since the intervention, we have seen a strengthening of the financial controls of the finance class. Honorable Kim, if you can just uh, give I, I, a I, second. I, I suggest that uh, Honorable Mukiva conclude, Chair. I can speak after him, after he concludes his statement. No, thank you very much. Not for temper with the floor, yes. Thanks. Uh, well, keep a okay, let me let me then conclude, Chair, given the fact that there are issues maybe that are arising from your side. Singeni lepaya, jengoge sicho umamungosazana. Ziyabo nagala izpumo ezile, zogogbana la hulumende uyaluga. Sia vuma, sia nguala, si ANC indogogbana, sikulunge lengu kukunigeze la kwe la pon. Ogogbana litate imikala lizkuzule. Kodwa tinasiza uti goloko koko. Siwatazile amelo, okokoz, sichongile indoba izi indo ziyamba ngenle. Sifunukutike kumamungosazana. Eh, sino tule lumuazi ngomsebenzi omhle enwenzi leyo Ningaji kini kubekeke Tina CNCOP Sisa usebenzana nani ukutinsega indoko kubana Lea pumela Wogutele elapondo ela Lenze umsebenzi olindelegleo Gwengolo shlobo Sia ikasa lenyewe indoko kubana maata Kote ukulumende kazwe longe Sikali se ipulo longu nigezela Kaipela lenyanga Itingeni nyanga kachazi mpunzi Kube kuchauzo msedenzi omle upetenga wendu anabasa Northwest. Njengogo sisi icho. Sia vuma. Sia kama kusha. Thank you very much, Walumu Mkiba. Before we proceed to Walumu Nsube, uh, Chief Whip, just to run mail comment. Thank you, uh, Chairperson. I wanted to raise the matter that because of the terrible weather conditions that we are alerted to, that disrupted the minister. I propose that the minister comes last, maybe with a few minutes, just to wrap up what otherwise was a flow, a free-flowing uh, statement. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honourable Nsube. Thanks. Uh, thank you very much, Honourable Chairperson of the Council, Chief Whip, and the members and the minister. One of the success of the. We are losing you. I can't hear you. Please unmute. Honorable Nsube, we can't hear you. Please uh, 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 
Come back a bit and, 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 and speak closer to the mic. Am I audible, Chef Person? Please proceed. One of the success of the Section 100 intervention in the Northwest has been the progress achieved in addressing corrupt practices and the poor governance. These are critical in ensuring that we build the capabilities of the state. As part of these operations, the nine contracts relating to the outsourcing of services and project management units have been terminated under the intervention. Several contacts are the subject of forensic and criminal investigation and investigation by the special investigating unit. And we welcome the process that are underway to recover the losses of the state. With regard to the consequence management, we are concerned that the conclusion of all our state disciplinary cases is taking a considerable amount of time, notwithstanding the due process must be followed in this regard. There are a number of pending and outstanding disciplinary cases related to a financial misconduct and maladministration in the department under Section 101B. We welcome the supply and chain management practices have been reviewed across department and that disciplinary process have commenced, which have long resulted in senior management, including HOD, being dismissed, lower levels officials also being dismissed. It is a positive development that we see similar progress across affected departments, and this can only be strengthened. This this can only be strengthened in these departments. This has gone as far as the personal transferal system cleanup with the assistance of the Department of Public Services and Administration. In addition, Honorable Chairperson, implementation of revised and strengthened organizational structures across department have been taking the place and there's been realignment of districts in terms of district development policy. The implementation of the consequence management on investigated cases, in particular on infrastructure procurement, must be welcomed. This goes, this goes with progress in relation to the key appointments group of staff. In conclusion, Honorable Chairperson, uh, in respect of the intervention, we witness a serious in dealing with consequence management and welcome, we welcome and support the face withdrawal. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson of the Council. Thank you very much. Our next speaker is going to be Honorable Tango. Honorable uh, Tango. Thank you. Honorable Chairperson, we stand to support the decision of a phased exit of the Section 100 in brackets 1 intervention in the Northwest Province. We are convinced that the Inter-Ministerial Task Team has made sufficient progress in restoring stability in the province and changing the trajectory towards a path of service delivery and socio-economic development. We commend the employment of capable and qualified human resources at the level of senior managers this is an essential building of an ethical and capable developmental state. The National Development Plan highlights the need for a well-run and effectively coordinated state institutions with skilled public servants who are committed to the public they serve and capable of delivering high-quality service consistently and reliably. A professionalized public service is critical to the restoration of a healthy political administrative interface. The employment of capable and competent human resource 
in the provincial government has had a profound impact in arresting the spiral decline in the province and has also managed to sharpen the capability of service delivery and socio-economic development. And the Department of Health, which initially drew attention at the beginning of Section 101 intervention, key management vacancies have been filled and 5,000 employees were made permanent. We also commend the insourcing of emergency medical aid services and the acquiring of 147 EMS vehicles. This has a direct bearing on the responsiveness of medical services for communities around the Northwest. In the Department of Public Works, 171 roads projects have been implemented under the Roads Recovery Plan and has led to the occasion uh, the creation of 18,158 working opportunities. The unblocking of construction projects which were previously disrupted by the instability is a positive development which signals that the department will continue creating job opportunities in the construction center. We believe that the delivery of road and built infrastructure is an investment into the economy of the Northwest that will attract investments into the province. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable Dango. We'll then move on to Honorable Zandamela. Uh, Honorable Zandamela. No, thanks, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, uh, there has been no progress made in the Northwest province to speak of. Interventions implemented by the national and provincial quarters together with the tre with treasury did not address the conditions of that province. Basic, basic service remains an everyday struggle of the province, and this is largely due to the lack of adequate structures in place. Fiscal challenges also remain a challenge as local government revenues remain inadequate and unable to address the high levels of poverty experienced by our people. Unauthorized expenditure has been uh, taking place in the province which has led to the collapse of the financial system. Corruption continues to go by undetected with no apparent consequence for, for wrongdoers. As officials go by unpunished and as a result local municipalities remain poorly managed. It severely crippled the ability of the province to pursue its commitment to economic development by draining resources away from the economic development. The state of the Northwest Province, Chairperson, therefore, continues to be an area of concern, particularly since the following is still happening in that province. Parallel councils where in, in, in instances you find two mayors and, 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 and two speakers. Maladministration and corruption in municipalities. Defiance to provincial government's uh, intervention. Private taxpayers, a uh, uh, rate, uh, uh, rate payers organization withhold revenue and, and taking over municipal services. Failing to deliver water and sanitation to our people still uh, exist in that province. But vandalism and theft of infrastructure. Gangster, gangsterism and criminal attacks on officials. Huge debts of ESCOM and water boards, which threatens the continuation of essential services. Chairperson, the committee met with the law enforcement agencies 
to engage on some of the issues which these entities yet uh, there's no arrest have been made uh, this far. But mostly important teacher person is that it is evident uh, that what we, we have in the province is leadership crisis. Strong leadership is needed to bring about stability and governance to counter the violence taking place in the province. Such stability will not come under the leadership of the ruling party. Only the EFF will bring stability in that province. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, next, Honorable uh, Karim. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. I'm having some problems uh, uh, with, with the Wi-Fi connection and my 4G as well. Uh, so so uh, I'm, if, if I fade, then I'll uh, 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 go off the um, video. But very quickly, we've had, Chairperson, as our parliaments agreed, regrettably too many interventions. Uh, some have worked. Uh, some have half worked, if you like, at least partially worked. Some haven't barely worked. But it seems to us that this is one of the better managed and more effective interventions. I do not, for the life of me, Chairperson, know uh, which Northwest on which planet Mr. Zandamela is referring to. And uh, one has only to look at the municipalities where the EFF has somehow to say to see how it's collapsing. Which is not to say, of course, as our own leadership of the ANC has said, and including the minister, as herself said, uh, we have to get the politics right. And ultimately, it's mostly our party, our internal divisions that are far too disruptive of the state functioning and government performing. So we accept we're the majority party and then we take primary responsibility for the internal political divisions. But it's not as if other parties are necessarily contributing towards stability, while they can be obviously vigorous in their, in their, in, in their oversight of the majority party. And of course, Cocteau, I mean, this is such a measured chairperson, such a temperate exit. It is so well balanced. And the minister was excellent in setting out all the steps that are there. What she presented was no illusions that this is going to be endlessly durable. She's saying, we look at the AG's report, Mr. Zandamela. That's not like the politician speaking. That's not the minister speaking or the government speaking or the ANC speaking. That's the AG saying that, look, things have improved. Uh, the minister also pointed, Chairperson, to several inadequacies and the need to address, for example, people accused of wrongdoing and so on. So, so really, Mr. Zandabella, you weren't listening. But more importantly, Chairperson, I don't think it'll do to respond to the alternative universe uh, to, in which he exists. So let me focus on, on the key issues as, as we in the ANC see it. So, so we, 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 we are saying that, yes, Cocter's done what it can. But the responsibility is not just Cocteau's alone. It's all the departments that are in the IMC or the Interministerial Task Team. It's also, of course, for the provincial government. It must take more responsibility or greater responsibility for itself and function more effectively. Civil society as a whole, trade unions and business in particular, but NGOs and community-based organizations. But so does our parliament, particularly the NCOP, which is why we're here. So we all are in it together, not just the state, but civil society too, and we have to make it work. Uh, Chairperson, I can't recall such a, a balance, such a nuanced exit. I mean, moving from 101B uh, uh, to 1A, uh, being careful about which departments you do that with, and so on. And clearly, the minister's talking about, she said, if I recall her exact words, ongoing support and monitoring. 
and that she's accountable to the NCOP and she'll report here in, in late June, early July. We look forward and uh, note somebody uh, to the post-monitoring, uh, post-intervention monitoring mechanism. Um, you move towards and also, uh, oh, thank you, Karim. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Karim. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to Honorable Detroit. Honorable Detroit. Thank you, Akbar, Voorzitter. We have requested for some time that the Section 100 intervention in the Northwest Province be ended. Why, one may ask. Well, we are yet to be provided with the exact figures with regards to the expenditure or remuneration of the administrators, their supporting teams, te uh, technical task teams, etc. This intervention costs taxpayers millions of rands. The interministerial task team consists of 15 ministers, with Minister Glamini Zuma at the helm of the ship. That betekent that Wolf eindelijk skaapwachter gemaakt was, aangezien die ANC in werkelijkheid a span saamgestel het om moendelike wandare, corruptie, wanadministratie, diefstal en onderprestering van sy eie kaders te onderzoek. Under the guidance and supervision of the IMTT and the administrators, some progress have been made, yes. The Auditor General noted, and I quote, continued positive trends, close quote, in her latest assessment of the provincial government, while indicating that basic preventative controls supported by strong accountability measures still require embedding and effective oversight, close quote. The departments of community safety, transport management, public works, and roads reduced in their areas of qualification. Community safety and transport management's irregular expenditure remains high, Chair, at 72 million rand under guidance and leadership of the IMTT and the technical task team, and this is after almost four years of intervention. Voorzitter, a groot bekommernis is disciplinaire sake wat onafgehandel is, veral sake in die departement onderwijs. Charges against the chief director of the Department of Education, where he was transferred to another department, instead of being suspended, Chair, uh, this is pending. The finalization of uh, cases is taking too long. The nature of the cases are quite serious. Financial misconduct, maladministration, yet the person was only transferred or rather redeployed. Voorzitter, hierdie verslag toon dat onderzoek en afrikkeloos en verkooste uitgaves nog nie afgehandel is nie. En dit na so wat vier jaar. Chair, how is it possible that a request was posed for Treasury to condone irregular expenditure to the tune of about 5.6 billion rand? It is shocking that one of the reasons for the intervention was because of provincial treasury demonstrated, and I quote, a weakness in its fiscal oversight role, close quote. That is duidelijk, voorzitter, dat rechtstellende actie bijgedraad door die verval van die provincie, aangezien hierdie verslag daarop duid dat kritieke poste, soos bijvoorbeeld die van die hoofdsefiele ingenieur, hoofdarchitek, hoofdstrukturele ingenieur vakant is, met die aanduiding dat daar uitdagings kan wees om beskikbare kandidaten te kruim die poste te vol. Is dit as gevolg van swart ekonomiese bemachtiging? Voorzitter, ons hoop is dat die premier en LIR nou verantwoordbaar vir hul suksesse en mislukkings gehou kan word en dat blaanverskuiving en die vraag oor macht en bevoegdhede iets van die verdere kan wees. In closing, Chair, die Noordwest provincie kan nie verdere sloering met een standhouding van infrastructuur soos paaie en watervoorziening bekostig nie. Hierdie verval moet nou gestop word. Dankie, voorzitter. Thank you very much. We'll proceed to Honorable uh, Nchabele. Honorable Nchabele. 
thanks a lot, Chairperson. Um, the ANC, amid many challenges, has made great strides in building an ethical and capable developmental state, defined as a state with a capacity to mobilize sections of society, whether they be marked whether they be market or non-market stakeholders towards a developmental agenda. In our case, the development state must resolve the triple challenges of poverty, unemployment, and inequality. One of the greatest milestones of the Section 100 uh, subsection 1 intervention in the Northwest province is that it mobilized stakeholders and galvanized their energies towards the resolution of the identified challenges. The intervention was initially necessitated by the breakdown in the relations between the state, labor, and broader communities. Uh, it must be welcomed that since the intervention, labor relations and social stability has been restored despite the existing challenges, but the state was able to lead sustained engagements with different stakeholders and progress had been made in addressing concerns such as occupational health um, and safety violations in office of the Department of Social, of Social Development and a major push to clear backlogs in performance assessment for the Department of Health. This renewed social contract chairperson between the actors in the Northwest has been evident in, in addressing the recent challenges, including responding to the COVID-19 pandemic and the impact it has had on the economy. We are of the view that it further places the provincial government in a favorable position to coordinate the district development model, which is premised on state and non-state actors working on one plan to effect local economic development. We are already seeing the impact of this as jobs are being created in the scale of thousands and the, and the investment in infrastructure project. Through this process, we'll be able to take advantage of Northwest's comparative and competitive advantage to grow the economy. We support the decision to migrate the departments under Section 101, 100B to Section 100. Uh, uh, subsection 1 uh, with a view that the remaining challenges be addressed through the ministerial directives. Uh, I thank you, Chairperson and the members. Thank you very much, Honorable Chabele. We'll then move on to Honorable N.M. Haddebe. Honorable Haddebe. Thank you, Chairperson. <clears throat> Honorable Chairperson, the Minister, Honorable Chairperson, Section 152.1 of our Constitution binds us as oversight and government collectively to ensure accountable and service-driven local governments. With this in mind, we must collectively bear the shame of failing the people of this country, especially in the Northwest province. Once we have understood the shortcomings as oversight and administration, we must decide on how we will adapt our approach to ensure that failures does not cross our desk in this regard. If we continue to develop our approach and models with the best intentions and the best plans, we will have no problem in realizing success of our respective mandates. After all, we were not mandated to fail the people of this country. In dealing with the Northwest Section 100 administration, 
it is shameful that we have allowed for a province's local government structures to become so riddled with corruption, greed, and maladministration. This has severely cost the people of our country as of development. We must look to the root cause of the problem and understand the lessons that we must. That must be taken away from the, from placing the honorable Hatebe, please keep on trying and speak closer to the mic. We can't hear you. Please proceed. <clears throat> it is alarming that some departments still have qualified audits irregular expenditure exists and there are outstanding disciplinary hearings. For those found guilty of fraud and theft, only nominal sanction has been auctioned by, but has been actioned by means of docking one month without pay. As a member of the NCOP where we are expected to do oversight, it is difficult to accept an exit strategy that still leaves a lot to be desired. If action is not taken to completely extinguish all the embers of maladministration and corruption, then it could be quite easily flare up again. By accepting an exit strategy with such shortcomings, does it mean that we condone the irregular activity that is currently ongoing? When we perform our oversight, we expect all departments to have rectified the problems that we raised that were raised before. Likewise, in this case, the intervention must seek to address these problems before its conclusion. It is understood that the exit, the exit strategy is a phased exit, so the Minister of Cocta as chairperson must take us into a confidence that these issues will be addressed by the time of the last phase and that she is satisfied that with the work that has been achieved. The IFP also calls on the minister to revise the action taken against those found guilty of theft and fraud for harsher sanctions as we cannot accept such actions to take place within our departments. Having said all the above, Honorable Chairperson, I must mention that um, with all the above addressed, the IFP su supports the exit strategy. I thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Atebe will then be followed by Honorable Nyambi. Honorable Nyambi. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Uh, uh, greetings to Minister, Chief Whip, uh, Honorable Members, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Chair, so, Chair, so that I don't suffer what has been happening to others because of network connection, uh, I rise in support of the progress report presented to us here today by the Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, COGTA, placing the Northwest uh, under Section 100. Uh, we are understood it. It was never intended as an end on its own, but means to end as provided for in our beautiful constitution. The measures taken, Chair, were necessary to ensure stability in the province and that commitments made to our people were honored. We also rise to commend 
the work of the interministerial task team, which ensured that there was no breakdown when it comes to delivery of service at the time where the COVID-19 pandemic could have wrecked havoc. We are particularly impressed about the responsible manner in which the phase exit plan as correctly explained by minister and uh, supported by our colleagues and the uh, honorable uh, Karimesh Jan- Dan justice in dealing with that uh, when it comes to the plan of the implementation as this will ensure that the plans made during the enforcement uh, will will continue without some uh, necessary uh, problems that can be avoided the emphasis on the attainment of certain milestones before the issuing of the new directives in terms of section 101A and B are a masterstroke to which we all need to commit and work towards. One of the things that we can take for granted is the role that has been played by uh, COGTA, uh, the committee, and the manner in which the minister was able from time to time to lead, by example, leading from the front, providing NSOP with information. We are of the view and very convinced that it's going to be a case study where there will be challenges in future to use the experience of Northwest to assist where there might be challenges in future. Of course, we're not saying all it's rosy, but we still have a role to play as the National Council of Provinces. Once again, Chair, we commend the minister in providing that leadership and all relevant stakeholders. We support the report. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable Nyambi. We'll move on to Honorable uh, M.K. Muima. Honorable Muima. Thank you. Thank you, National Chair. Let me also uh, rise uh, on behalf of the African National Congress uh, to express our support to the phase two withdrawal uh, as announced by the minister in a statement. Indeed, our support, uh, National Chair, is uh, anchored by uh, our appreciation that indeed uh, this intervention has brought uh, stability particularly around uh, critical policy functions in those departments uh, that were identified for the intervention. And we sincerely believe that uh, it has laid a foundation uh, for the benefit of the people of Northwest. Uh, Chair, we also uh, appreciate and uh, express our support informed by our belief that uh, this intervention and also the phase withdrawal uh, has brought uh, improvement in the service delivery. At the policy level, uh, we witnessed the acceleration in the socioeconomic transformation imperatives across uh, departments that were a subject matter of this intervention. Furthermore, Chair, the intervention has assisted in terms of uh, ensuring that there is uh, expansion uh, on uh, of our employment initiatives, uh, particularly around uh, uh, programs and projects that has benefited uh, our communities through further job opportunities. More than that, Chair, we have also uh, seen the uh, intervention 
uh, accelerating the expenditure on conditional grant, which now stands at 98%. And therefore, indeed, this is a huge uh, improvement. Uh, moreover, Chair, uh, we have seen uh, through this intervention uh, job creation uh, in the 171 road projects that were implemented under the Roads Recovery Plan, and this has created 18,000 jobs. This as a result of addressing similar matters like procuring graders for road maintenance and construction for the first time in five years. Uh, Chair, we also note that uh, there has been a, a steady improvement in the presidential uh, employment initiative back on track and in the process it has created 4,000 job opportunities. But also impressed as Chair was uh, uh, the, how they have dealt with the land uh, through the intervention, 57 portions of land have been transferred uh, through the land restitution program that had also stalled. And, and this has uh, resumed under the intervention uh, in order to mitigate uh, and deal with those outstanding claims. In conclusion, Chair, the intervention has brought back key policy functioning in the identified departments, and this has greatly assisted those departments that were subject matter of the intervention. In conclusion, as the ANC again, let me reiterate our support to the phase withdrawal as announced by the Minister in the statement. Thank you, National Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Mwima. Let's move on to Honorable Mudise. Team Mudise. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Minister, Honorable Chief Whip, and my colleagues. Honorable Chairperson, one section 100, uh, subsection one intervention was already in place in the Northwest. The 2019 General House survey tracks progress and identified challenge in service delivery was released by some states. Among other things, it revealed that while there has been a general improvement in access to clean water and sanitation has improved. In the Northwest, it has declined. Over a year, we have come to appreciate the experience of communities such as Belleville and Bikudong in this local municipality to rely on water tank, receive water, and will sometimes go on for some time without water. Lack of water infrastructure had a negative impact not only in the lives of the people of the Northwest, but also on the business. Comprom compromising effort at creating jobs, we call upon the Department of Culture to lead effort to address the challenge in water and sanitation in the province and ensure that the systems are put in place. We know the Department of Human Settlements has registered progress that it seems in other departments. In 2019-2020 financial year, it regressed by receiving a disclaimer opinion from Auditor General. And there has been a decline in delivery of housing. This is a serious concern for us. It is in, in regard, we welcome the assistance provide, provide the invoking of section 36, subsection 3 
of PFMA by the MEC, which allow the appointment of HOD of COPTA as an accounting officer. In our view, lesson drawn in training around COPTA, which achieved a clean audit can be replicated in the Department of Human Settlement. We call upon the appointment of the current fund manager. This is a critical to ensure that funds allocated to building human settlement are utilized effectively and someone is also to account. Furthermore, there should be a hasty oversight on the department of ensure that all the priorities identified as such department is Section 101, uh, subsection 1A, Honorable Chairperson, I thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Mudisa. Honorable Sleku, follows. Good afternoon, Honorable Chair, Honorable Members, Honorable Minister. Honorable Chairperson, this intervention has been in effect since 2018. One what one has witnessed is one faction replacing the other as premiers. It has been a year since we went down to Northwest to see and hear for ourselves. But it is great news to hear that some departments have retained their positive audit outcomes, while the other entities continue to have negative audit outcomes. It is good and well to have po positive audit outcomes but the truth is that, unfortunately, it doesn't translate to people having better services, critical services that the citizens of, of the Northwest desperately need. When we were on oversight in March 2021, we identified critical issues that needed urgent attention. I only have three minutes and will focus on some of the issues that the, the departments didn't attend to. The Department of Human Settlements, while intervention, failed to meet its targets. The appointment of an HOD and key senior positions are still outstanding. The appointment of a grant fund manager is still outstanding. These are issues that we flagged when we're on oversight. The Department of COCTA and the Office of the Premier are still without an HOD. Fit for purpose organizational structure, still outstanding. Review and implementation of section 154, municipal support plans, issued in July 2018, still outstanding. Municipalities in Northwest are still dysfunctional and failing to render basic services. Honorable Chair, while the ANC cadres continues to use the constitution to eliminate their political opponents, we shall never see value for money when it comes to interventions. Instead, we will see factions asking for intervention while as backbenchers, when appointed, in position of the executive, they will advocate for the intervention to be lifted. Chairperson, we urgently need to expedite the Intergovernmental Monitoring Intervention and Support Bill of Anderster Gaat ons geld spandeer, dan sien ons fokkel bevordering as a combo interventies. Ek sê, baie dankie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we will now proceed to Honorable Professor. Honorable Professor. Thank you, Honorable Chair. 
Honorable Chair, despite the type of intervention, there is no existing proof of interventions fulfilling the purpose of improving the administration and restoring political stability, which will all negatively impact the district development model. Citizens in all spheres of life are dependent on the services provided by the Northwest Provincial Government, who failed to deliver on its constitutional obligations and created violent, destructive protests in more than 15 towns over the past four years. Was it worthwhile? Did the Northwest Provincial Government gain any institutional value under a four-year Section 100 intervention? There seems little to celebrate about in terms of functional, functional service delivery, municipalities failing in, compl in compliance of basic constitutional rights, road infrastructure of provincial roads collapsed into the worst conditions ever. Northwest school buildings are in a state of collapse in all parts of Northwest, yet the department forfeited its infrastructure grant for two consecutive financial years. There are health centers and clinics with severe basic medication shortages, vacancies and limited ER vehicles. ESCOM disconnected the electricity supply of the Office of the, office of the Premier, Cogesta and Public Works last week due to non-payment non of, of accounts. The inter intervention only achieved limited improvement in terms of the department audits uh, probably caused by a lack of capacity in the, in the uh, administration. The exit plan did not include a service delivery audit to ascertain what it achieved. The question to be asked is, why do interventions fail? Is it a lack of political will and oversight? Or is the regression of competence, ability and shortages of capacity within provincial and municipal administrations and the nurturing of systemic fraud and corruption within these administrations paralyzing the very function they are obliged to deliver. The Northwest Provincial Government intervention failed to resolve the root causes in four years and therefore will require regular national monitoring. I thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Professor. We will move on to Honorable TSC Dodobo. Honorable Dodobo, Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson of the Council. Let me in the first instance congratulate the Minister and the team for shepherding the Northwest Province to a much greater and better stability, given the challenges which were obtained at the time of the intervention. This was not a simple task. It was a very difficult because the Northwest was characterized by a number of challenges. There were service delivery protests, the financial systems had collapsed, the audit opinions were very, very bad, and in that sense, the minister was able to shepherd this particular process to its logical conclusion. And on that score, we want to really heartily thank the minister for playing an indispensable role in bringing back government to the people of the Northwest. And in that sense, we think that the outstanding work in line with the exit strategy that the minister has tabled must be continued and the Northwest province must be monitored at all material times 
so that at the end of the day, those particular problems which 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 occurred in the past must not resurface again, Honorable Chairperson. But at the same time, identify the early warning systems that must be in place so that when the problems of this nature arise, we are able to respond immediately without resorting to intervention. In that sense, there are outstanding issues that that we have no doubt in our minds that are going to be followed so that at the end of the day, there is indeed firm stability and that the people of the Northwest get the benefits that must be accrued to them by the provincial government itself. And that as well, it is quite important to focus on the municipalities in the Northwest so that at the end of the day, objectives be determined in the first instance. In that sense, once more, Honorable Chairperson, would like to thank the Minister for the work well done and for the implication of the future perspective. We can draw a lot of lessons from this particular process on how in other provinces this can be avoided. So at the end of the day, the governments must be stable and be able to deliver. On that sense, thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable Dodobu. Um, we'll try once, once more to see if we can locate the, the minister. Uh, uh, we did indicate that there was a, a bit of a problem. The weather and related problems uh, seemed to be hampering uh, her effort to come back uh, and link up uh, in, in individual uh, platforms. Uh, is the minister there? No. Uh, that being the case, uh, let me draw your attention to uh, the conclusion of the state. Uh, uh, the minister was left with, with about two paragraphs. The last paragraphs, uh, paragraph uh, uh, makes uh, the following recommendation. That the NCOP note the progress report, that the NCOP note that cabinet has approved the plan for a phase exit beginning the 31st of March 2022. And lastly, that the NCOP pro provide inputs and recommendations to the exit uh, plan. Uh, so that's where we are, honorable members. Uh, uh, I'm sure that takes us to, to, to the end uh, uh, of today's session. Uh, and I wish to take this opportunity to thank the minister, all special delegates and Salga representatives who are availing themselves uh, for this uh, particular, to this particular uh, city. Um, uh, that honorable delegates concludes the business of the day and the house is adjourned. Thank you very much. Don't leave the chair. Recording stopped. Thank you. Thank you.